0: today we get to continue our series how to bless your neighbor um, and so I've been excited about this series for, for a good while It's based on a book by a pastor and author named Dave Ferguson up in the Chicago area. Uh, I read it about a year ago and I went, as soon as I read it I'm like man this is this is good stuff I want to share it with the church um, and so we kind of took his book and and made a sermon series out of it and Uh, Last week we got to talk a a little bit about what this means, about how to truly be a blessing. Uh, Starting off today though, um, is anyone else out there like me and has a hard time remembering song lyrics? Anybody else like that? The kids have always made fun of me because I mess up song lyrics really bad. And I don't know, like my, my, like Luke, my son, like remembers songs, he remembers like hundreds and hundreds, he can hear a song once and like know all the lyrics, and I hear it once and I butcher stuff when I start singing on the radio with it, you know, I'm like, I can't get anything right. So I thought we'd start off today, Uh, I'll give you some examples I found um, online of misheard song lyrics, and you see if you can figure out who the band is, okay? Okay. You ready for this? This is your, your test to make sure you're, you're, you're awake this morning. We built this city on sausage rolls. <laughs> what band is that? Jefferson Starship, right? We built this city on rock and roll. Okay. Uh, here's your next one. See how, how you you're These ants are my friends. They're blowing in the wind. That's Bob Dylan, right, uh, blowing. And how, how can you understand Bob Dylan to begin with? I mean, you don't have a clue what he's saying to start with. Okay, how about this one? This is, this is going back a little bit. I've got two chickens to paralyze. Uh, two tickets to paradise, Eddie Money. So there we go. Um, it doesn't make a difference if we're naked or not. <laughs> It's a a little bit of a stretch for Bon Jovi there, Um, and then here's one from the Beatles. I'll go ahead and tell you in advance: "The girl with colitis goes by." (laughs) The girl with kaleidoscope eyes. So, you can get yourself in trouble if you hear the wrong thing, right? And the truth is, I mean, I've got to admit, I'm not the best at at listening. You know, you can call it selective hearing, um, but there are times that I really don't hear things um, that people share with me and I forget stuff. And uh, just because you're not really focused on what they're saying and what they're sharing. Um, and so, you know, there are times when I don't listen well, but here's a quote I saw this week from David Augsburger. He said this, being heard is so close to being loved that for the average person, they're almost indistinguishable. We're going to talk about being able to listen today. We're going to talk about what that means. Uh, let, let's, kind of, uh, let's kind of recap the series a little bit. We started last week uh, by talking about how we've been blessed so that we can be a blessing. Um, and so this whole uh, word blessed, we broke it down into to an acronym. And we talked last week about how we begin with prayer, how we begin with prayer. Um, and so, uh, again, when we think about that, um, And we actually passed out these cards, and I've got some more at the information desk, kind of a how we begin with prayer and how we can start making a list of the people and the the places around us that we can be praying for. And if we really want to make an impact, if we really want to make a difference in this community, it's going to start with prayer. It's going to start about getting our hearts in tune with what God wants to do in us and through us. And so the more time we spend with God, the more time we spend talking to him, the more it prepares us. For that. But then the second one that we're going to talk about today is listen. We're going to focus on this, what it means to really listen and listen with love. And, and so the first point I'm just going to jump right in today is listening is a form of love. Um, and, and for many of us, I'm just going to tell you in advance that I think for collectively, we as Christians we do a much better job of speaking and proclaiming rather than listening. We don't like to listen a whole lot. Uh, We feel like we just need to, to hurry up and get it out and share what's on our mind. And I want you to listen to what James says in the New Testament. He says, understand this, my dear brothers and sisters, you must all be quick to what? Listen and slow to speak and slow to get angry. Now when you look at the book of James, it's one of the earliest uh, of the New Testament letters. Uh, It was written by the brother of Jesus who became one of the leaders of the early church in Jerusalem. And he wrote it about how we put our faith into everyday practice. And so he goes, he talks about things like handling your anger and how not to show favoritism and controlling your tongue and not to boast and having patience. And he's just taking our faith and applying it to everyday situations. And for him to, to, to say right from the start here, you've got to be quick to listen. You've got to be quick to listen and slow to speak. I, I feel like we reverse those far too often. We're quick to speak and slow to listen. And so if we want to understand this, we've got to understand that God made us to be relational people. He made us to have relationship with other, I mean, with friends and with families and co workers and, and classmates and all. He made us to have relationships. We're not made to live in isolation. Um, and that means that we need to care about other people, right? We see that over and over again. Love the Lord your God with all of your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. Well, if listening is a form of love, which it is, then it means that we've got to, to really focus on what it looks like to listen to other people. And, and if you really want to succeed in your relationships, you've got to have this ability to listen. You know that, right? In a marriage, if you don't listen to your spouse's needs and desires and, and, and struggles and hardship, if you don't really listen, then your relationship is going to be in trouble. And, and so uh, James here is reminding us that this is this is a struggle in us because of our sinful nature. We've got to be slow to speak and quick to listen. In Proverbs 18, uh, it says this, fools have no interest in understanding. They only want to air their own opinions. Uh, You know, again, I mean, we see this kind of theme throughout Scripture. Uh, Our sinful nature finds no pleasure in listening or understanding we just want to air our own opinions. And what happens when we listen, we lay down our agenda. We, lay down, uh, our, our, we, we just lay down our, our sinfulness and our selfishness and we say, okay, it's not about me. I want to hear you. I want to hear what you have to say. Uh, it, it requires humility. Uh, listening shows that we care i mean everybody knows that people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care right how do they know we care they know we care by how we listen by how we listen to them and so i, I feel like we just don't talk about this enough uh, Charles, uh chuck swindoll wrote in a book called stress fractures he wrote this he said i vividly remember Sometime back being caught in the undertow of too many commitments and too few of days It wasn't long before I was snapping at my wife and our children Choking down my food at mealtimes and feeling irritated that those unexpected interruptions through the day Before long things around our home started reflecting the pattern of my hurry-up style It was becoming unbearable I distinctly recall after supper one evening the words of our younger daughter, Colleen. She wanted to tell me about something important that had happened to her at school that day. She hurriedly began, Daddy, I want to tell you something, and I'll tell you really fast. And and I realized her frustration, and he answered, Honey, you can tell me, and you don't have to tell me really fast. Say it slowly. And I'll never forget her answer. She said, Then listen slowly, Daddy. (laughs) Can you relate to that? You know, we're, we're in such a, you know, a pace of life that we're going, going, going that that we we don't even listen slowly. And sometimes it takes the wisdom of a child to remind us that we need to slow down and listen. And so I want to help us with that today. Um, and what listening really does, it shows the other person that they mean, they, they have value that they mean something. And that brings me to my next point this morning. When the people in our lives feel unheard and unknown, it ultimately leaves them feeling unloved. Um, When they feel unheard, unknown, it leaves them feeling unloved. And this is just a reminder to us, if we care about the people in this community, if we say we care about the lost, we want to see them come to Jesus, then we can't, uh, we can't ignore them, we can't overlook them, we can't just walk right by them and not care enough to stop and listen to them. That's one of the things I love about this acronym. We kind of get into it, we begin with prayer, but then we listen we don't start off by, uh, by just trying to argue with everybody on the street corner. We start by listening. Listening is so important. If you're a parent, you know this. If your kids feel unheard and unknown, it leads them to feeling unloved. I've seen the frustration of my own kids when we get too busy, right? You just see them kind of hang their head and get dejected and get frustrated and they feel unloved. You know this in marriage. Just as I mentioned earlier, if you don't really listen to the other person, uh, you see the struggle in communication. Um, Gary Chapman wrote a book called The Five Love Languages. And if you've not ever read it, it's one of those bestsellers, millions and millions of copies sold. But it's a powerful book because it talks about how we all express and receive love in different ways, and so even though we think we may be expressing love to our spouse or to our children, or uh, you know, it, it um, they may not be receive. They may want to hear love in a different way, and so it's really an interesting book because I think it shows us again when you feel unheard. You feel unknown, you feel it leads to feeling unloved. And so we've got to understand, right, that there's a way that we can express love and a, so that the other person knows that we care. And I think that's why so many marriages, you see the couples just say, we've grown apart. Uh, we, we, we're not really in love anymore because they feel unheard. They feel unknown to each other. That's why we've got to learn to listen. Um, There was a study done, um, and I read this, and it said teenage prostitutes during interviews in a San Francisco study were asked, is there anything you needed most and you couldn't get? Their response, invariably preceded by sadness and tears, was unanimous. What I needed most was someone to listen to me, someone who cared enough to listen to me. And I don't want to oversimplify this, but so many times when you see people who are struggling, it's because of broken relationships. It's because something has broken in their past and and they didn't. there, There was nobody there to listen to them. There was nobody there to care for them. There was nobody there to pick them up when they fell down. And so they feel unloved. And this is, again, why it's so important that we look to Jesus, because when he was when he started his ministry, he was motivated by love for everybody that he came into contact with. When his disciples were irritated by the crowd, he looked at the crowd with compassion. When people were like pressing in, trying to touch him and the disciples are trying to push them away. He truly cared about every single person. And we see that time and time again. In Luke 18, Jesus hears the sounds of a, of a blind beggar calling out on the side of the road. He just hears him as he's walking by. What does he do? He stops. In verses 40 and 41, when Jesus heard him, he stopped and ordered that the man be brought to him. As the man came near, Jesus asked him, what do you want me to do for you? Uh, what do you want me to do for you? Lord, he said, I want to see I want to see. He, 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 we see right here that 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 Jesus, um, he heard the man and he didn't just keep going. Right. Let's be honest. So many times we see a need and we see someone that, that maybe needs a little extra compassion. What do we do? We just keep going We're like somebody else to take care of that. Somebody else can handle that. I've got places to go. I've got people I need to see. I've got appointments. I've got to be at work. I've got to do this. And we just keep going. When Jesus heard him, he stopped. And not only did he stop, but he asked him a question. Now, we'll talk about this later, but asking questions is a form of listening. If we listen to their answer. And that's what Jesus did here. He he actually he asked a question, he listened to the man and he continued to talk and continued to talk to him. It's not until after he listens to him that Jesus actually blesses the man by healing him. And so but he took time to listen to the people that no one else seemed to care about. And in John chapter 5, Jesus is walking by a small pool of water. Outside a city gate, he's surrounded by all this noise, all this chaos. He notices a man lying there by the edge of the water. What does Jesus do? Very similar. When Jesus saw him, he knew he had been ill for a long time. He asked him, would you like to get well? See, he noticed him. He cared about him. He entered into a conversation with him. He listened to the man's answer. Uh, and he knows how to bless them. Do you, do you see a pattern here? That Jesus didn't just walk by and say, "You're healed. You're healed." No, he stopped and entered into conversations with people, which meant he had to listen to them. In Mark chapter six, Jesus sends out the twelve disciples to uh, to continue the ministry. He's sending them out to to go into the surrounding towns, and they go out and they bless hundreds of people. And when they return, what does Jesus do? In, in verse 30, the apostles returned to Jesus from their ministry tour and told him all that they had done and taught. And so Jesus, I, can, can you just picture this? They've been out. They've been doing all of these you know, miracles and blessings and, and, and taking the message of the gospel out. And, and they come back and Jesus is like, just tell me about it. I can just picture Jesus just kind of kicked back and and just smiling and listening to all these stories of how people have been blessed. And and so it just as we flip through the pages of the Gospels, what we do. I mean, yes, we see Jesus doing these amazing miracles and healing people, but don't overlook the simple acts of him having a conversation. Of him talking with people. Of him entering into these relationships where he could share and listen. Uh, and, And I read this in the book. It said this. Living a life of blessing others like Jesus blessed others is not a journey of the spectacular. In fact, I believe it is best lived out in the regular. It's like these regular moments of life when we can pull up within arm's reach of another person and actually listen to what is going on in their hearts. And if I could summarize today's whole message is simply let's slow down and listen. Slow down and listen. Slow down enough to care about the people you come into contact with on an everyday basis. This is so important. How often do we get caught up in all the commotion that we fail to listen to the people around us? When was the last time that you asked the, the single mom who live, lives next door to you, how she's doing? Or when was the, the last time that you stopped by a coworker's office or, 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 you, know, or, or you, know, you just talked and, and asked them how's life going? How, how are you doing? Uh, and when was the last time that you slowed down enough to actually talk to the cashier who was checking you out and, and actually uh, ask them a question to see what's going on in their life? You know, the reason we don't do these things is one, we don't want to look like idiots, right? We don't we don't want people to think we're one of those crazy people out there. But I think the bigger issue is we're too busy. we're too busy. And thirdly, and I, I would like to think this is not the case, but I know my own heart at times, sometimes we simply don't care. Sometimes we just don't care enough to slow down. And listen and but when you take the time to listen and to get to know someone that's when the people around you truly feel loved and blessed um, we you know if we want to bless people if we don't bless the, this community we cannot do it unless we listen to them in the book uh, there's a story man this is a this is a I remember reading this and thinking how true this is there's a story about a missionary group uh, that uh, spent much of their time going into foreign countries. And this group went into India to serve the poor in this remote village. Uh, they showed up with all sorts of supplies and programs and, and skilled workers ready to transform that village. They were ready to go to work. And they went to the people living in what was a slum and they said, hey, we can, we're here, we're ready to help. We can build a medical clinic to help take care of the hurting and sicker. Or, or we could build a school uh, uh, to provide education uh, so that you can work your way out of poverty. Or we could build a church so that you could gather on the weekends and learn about God. So, so what do you want us to do for you? All right. And, and that sounds a lot like the question that Jesus asked, Right. And the people of the village said, we need a mailbox. A mailbox, right? I mean, the missionary said, we can give you a school or a church or, a, 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 you know, a, a medical clinic. And you want a mailbox. And they said, that's what we need most. In India, if you live in a slum, you don't, you don't have a mailbox, which means you don't have a zip code, which means that you don't exist on a map. So even if you're a community of 10 or 20,000 people, if you don't have a zip code, you're not recognized as existing for anything. And that, that means all the social programs from the government. Uh, so they didn't need a school or a clinic or a church first. They wanted to be put on a map. They wanted to be, to be known and, and, and recognized. They wanted an identity. And the missionaries, I'm, it's, it's so great that they actually took the time to ask because so many times we go in and we think we, oh, we've got the answer to your problems. We know what's best for you. And we just go in and do something that's not really needed. You see this a lot in mission work around the world. But they asked, and what happened? Uh, it, took this, it took the missionaries two years to work through the bureaucracy to get this village registered with a zip code and a mailbox. But once they did, the village was able to be changed. But that was the first step. That was what they needed. And that's, they only found out by listening. How often do we go into situations and we're like, well, I know what your problem is. You just need to, you know, fill in the blank. We just like unload and we just say, I've got the answer for you. How often do churches do that? We go into a community and say, well, this is the problem. We're going to fix it. When do we slow down? And listen and say, how can we come alongside you and help? Where, where do we listen and say, what are you struggling with right now? Where, where do we listen and say, we care enough about you that we want you to have a voice? Because it's when people open up and share what they're going through, that gives us the window then where we can kind of go through the rest of these steps that we're going to be talking about in this series to serve them, to eat with them, to open up and share the story of God and share our story in light of God's story and and help connect the dots so that they can understand how much God truly cares about them. We say all the time we want to be the hands and feet of Jesus. I think we need to add to that we need to be the ears of Jesus. We need to listen. We need to listen. Before we just go out and start doing, we've got to, to listen. Uh, I think Paul demonstrated this for us too, as well as we look um, in Scripture, Acts 17. Um, really, one of my favorite uh, uh, stories, really in the Bible, when you see ministry in practice. And uh, I keep saying I'm going to write a book, and uh, I've, I've got one outlined for this chapter because it's so powerful. Uh, but this is this is a, a neat story here, and and so. He knew how to, the the apostle Paul knew how to listen to the community that he was in. And, And in verse 22, Paul, he's standing before the council. He addressed them as follows. Men of Athens, I noticed that you are very religious in every way. For as I was walking along, I saw your many shrines. And one of your altars had this inscription on it to an unknown God. This God whom you worship without knowing is the one that I'm telling you about. And so before Paul starts sharing, before he starts proclaiming, before he starts telling them, he looks, he listens, he goes around the community, he observes what's happening all around them. And he picked up on things. He picked up on clues that allowed him to connect God's story with their story. And once he had done this, verse 24, he is the God who made the world and everything in it. Since he is the Lord of heavens and earth, he doesn't live in man-made temples and and human hands can't serve his needs. For he has no needs. He himself gives life and breath to everything and he satisfied every need. He looks at this community. He sees the issues. He sees the problems. He listens to them. And he shares the gospel in the context of, of what's happening i feel like that's what we've got to do we've got to look around and likes and say how can we come alongside people who are hurting and struggling and walk with them and meet physical needs so that we can meet their spiritual needs that ultimately it's all about sharing jesus but to, to order to do that we you've heard it said you've got to earn the right to be heard and that's so true in our world today. I've said it before, but in today's culture, in today's postmodern, post-Christian world, um, service is the new apologetics. <laughs> it's it, it, serving others, opens the door and allows us then to have that conversation. It allows us to, uh, to, to listen and, and enter in and, and, and be able to share what God is doing. Dallas Willard put it this way. He said, the first act of love is always the giving of attention. The first act of love is always the giving of attention. So how do we listen? How do we listen and how do we pay attention? I'm going to share three things here, uh, three ways that we can do a better job listening. And these uh, grammatically aren't the best, but it's all I could come up with um, and get them to, to match. So the first way, we listen by not thinking about how we're going to respond. <laughs> kind of got a negative here. We li- here's how we listen. We don't think about how we're going to respond. So how many of you do this? I do this <laughs> sometimes. I, I, I'm just honest. I'm talking and like someone saying something, oh, I need to share. And in your mind, because you can think faster than uh, you, you can think faster than you can speak. I get myself in trouble with that preaching sometimes, right? Um, And so most people are interested in what they have to say rather than listening to the other person. Uh, There's a famous saying uh, that goes like this. The opposite of listening is not speaking. It is waiting to speak. That's good. The opposite of listening is not speaking, it's waiting to speak. And I think that's so, so many of us, we're waiting to speak. It's like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah hurry up. In, okay, now, and, and you know, we share, we just go in. Um, and so even when we're not talking, a lot of times we're thinking about what we want to say. Um, and, and if you're just waiting there, queuing up what's coming next, you're not really listening. What does listening look like? It, it's it, It's like, not waiting to speak it's truly focused attention and listening to the words that they're saying and processing them it, it's not like okay what do i need to respond with and so uh, we've all been part of conversations when the other person uh uh-huh, uh-huh, and, and you know they weren't listening to you because as soon as you finish they just or, or they interrupt you and just jump in and start talking and you're done that's not love. That's not listening. So that's the first thing. Here's the second thing. We listen by asking great questions. This is active listening. Um, and, and so this means we have to be patient instead of trying to jump in and fix everything. We listen. And so if the other person you're talking to, you can tell they're frustrated or you can tell they're going through a struggle before you offer advice Sympath, you know take time to to empathize and sympathize with them and and get to understand their situation and their feelings you can say things like tell me more about that's a good question to listen right tell me more about that I'd love to hear more or am I understanding you in this and and help me understand this better or uh, can you explain you know, you're asking people to go deeper and and what you're doing is saying what you've I heard what you share and I want to hear more. Uh, giving feedback like that communicates to the other person that you really want to understand, that you really care about what the other person is saying. Uh, author William Faye wrote a book uh, to share Jesus without fear. And. Um, and, and and he said this, he says, asking probing questions is a lot like using a meat thermometer. Think about cooking at home. Whenever you cook a roast, you will usually use a meat thermometer to see what's going on inside of the meat. Otherwise, uh, the variables like the thickness of the roast or changes in the oven temperature, you won't know when it's done. He said, now, I can't walk around with a thermometer in my hand asking people, are you cooking, but I can insert a question into a conversation to try to determine if God is at work and to see if their hearts are open. That's what questions do. It's that probe that says, okay, what is God doing in your life? What is going on in your life? How can I kind of, again, we're listening to them, looking for opportunities, right, to, to move beyond uh, the, the surface level, level. how's the weather, how the wife and the kids, and, and we're looking for how to actually go deeper and talk about things of spiritual significance. You know this, the best salespeople in the world, are not smooth, talkal, smooth talkers, but great listeners. They're, they're, listening is a talent that some people are, are, are born with and some are not, but it is a skill that we can develop. Um, in the book, it talks about different types of questions you can ask. It calls it the four H's of listening. I thought I'd share this too. It's like uh, the, the history. Like So tell me your story. Where did you grow up? Uh, or your heart, what's your favorite, your team, your restaurant, your, where you go on vacation? Uh, what what uh, your habits, what are you into? What do you enjoy doing? What do you do with your free time? What do you do for fun? Your hurts. How are you doing with this situation? How are you doing with this struggle that you've been through? How are you doing Now, Questions like that and those four H's, your history, the heart, the habits and hurts. Those are ways, again, to go deeper and show that we truly care and so there's one final thing here and i think this kind of gets to uh, our selfishness sometimes we listen by not making the conversation about us i think there's nothing worse than having a conversation with someone and we've all been there and done that doesn't matter what you share you tell it to the other person's like oh i've done that too in fact i've even and they they have to one up everything right They have to turn the conversation and make it about them. No matter what the issue is, no matter what the conversation is, it's like, oh, let me tell you about when that happened to me. Well, what you've just done is you just expressed that you don't really care what that other person had to say. That you don't really aren't concerned with what they're going through. What you've just shared is that you you rather would talk about yourself than listen to them. And so don't redirect the attention to yourself. You don't have to top every story. You don't have to be the center of attention. And sometimes you may be sitting there thinking, oh, I've got such a great story. I could tell about what happened to me. And you know what you need to do? You need to just be quiet and not share it and just listen. And that takes some self-control. That takes some restraint to say, you know what? I need to be present in this moment and listen and not talk. So again, this whole series is about how we can be a blessing to those around us. And and I don't want this to be just another sermon series. I want this to be a way of life for us. I feel like it really does match who we are at Cornerstone and how we want to, to be involved in the community and the world around us. We, we say we want to work together to make disciples of Jesus who transform their world. And that happens when we stop and we care and we bless. And so that's what this sermon series is about today. If you didn't get one of these blessing cards last week, we've got a few more over at the information desk. Pick one up, put it somewhere that you see every day and start praying for opportunities. And what are you going to pray for? You're going to pray that you can listen to these opportunities that people share And maybe when you listen, maybe you'll hear of a practical need that we can easily meet. Or maybe you'll hear an emotional need that someone needs a friend. Maybe you'll hear a spiritual need and you'll have the opportunity to point someone to Jesus. But when we listen, what we do, it's like having our spiritual radar on where we're looking for opportunities to tell people about Jesus. But it starts with listening. It starts with hearing their stories. It starts with caring enough about them. Jesus heard that one voice in the crowd. And every day, each one of us, we come into contact with people that no one cares about and no one listens to. May we be the people that have the heart of Jesus. May we be people that God uses to care for those who have not been heard. Here's the the secret of this, too. When we start living out these practices that we're learning about, when we begin with prayer, when we listen, not only are we going to be a blessing to other people, we're going to be transformed ourselves. We're going to be transformed. We're going to be more like Jesus. We'll be able to see and we'll be able to hear more clearly. We'll be in tune with what the Father wants to do through us. We'll be able to hear from him. And and as you are faithful in little things, God will give you opportunities in greater things. As you trust him on these little promptings and urgings that that he gives you to talk and interact, as you trust him, I'm telling you, it gets easier and he starts using you for bigger and bigger things. And, And so when we truly listen, what we find out is that God starts transforming us as well again today we've talked about how we can be a blessing with our neighbor we've talked about beginning with prayer we've talked about listening next week we get to talk about a good one guys we get to talk about eating okay um and so you just come you better eat breakfast next week before you come because you'll leave hungry okay um when you talk about food for a whole sermon it gets people hungry um We're going to talk about that next week. Here's the other thing. Next week, we'll be making some special announcements about Easter, uh, about our plans and about what we can do to get the word out. So be sure and come and and hear about that as well. But today, I want you to focus on listening. This week, that's our focus as a church. Can we do that? Can we go out into this world and, and look for opportunities to listen and to care? Um, The praise team is going to come back up. We're going to close with a word of prayer uh, and then we'll enter into our our response time today. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we are thankful that we get to learn from Jesus. Each and every week as we open up the pages of scripture, we see practical examples of what it looks like to love our neighbor. And today, my prayer is that we would take what we've learned about Uh, listening and we would really truly care about those around us enough to stop speaking and start listening. Lord, help us to listen to their hurts and their struggles and their uh, experiences and help us to be able to, to just show them that we care. And Lord, I pray that we can share with them the hope that we have in the gospel, how Jesus has saved us, how Jesus has transformed us, how Jesus has given us hope. So, Heavenly Father, that's my prayer. Would you just help us to do that? I also pray for those today, maybe some that are listening to this service today are here and they would say, I, I, I don't really know this Jesus you're talking about. I, I don't really understand, I, I, but I, I know this. I know that I want what you have. If you're here today and you've heard this message and if you've watched online, wherever you're at, and you want to put your faith, your trust in Jesus, Jesus can save you. Jesus can give you a new life. He can give you a new heart, a new start in life. And it all, it all begins when we acknowledge our need for God. We come to God and we confess that Jesus is the Lord of our life. We acknowledge our sinfulness, acknowledge that Jesus died on the cross on our behalf, And we ask Jesus to change us, to transform us from the inside out, to give us that new heart. Heavenly Father, I pray that anybody here today, anybody listening, that if they don't know Jesus right now, right here in this place, that they would make Jesus the Lord of their life. And they can do that simply by coming to you in prayer, by expressing what's on their heart, their need for you, and their desire to follow after you, to repent and to believe. Jesus, we just thank you this morning.